Hello and welcome to OMP Tech Talk. This podcast is all about supply chain planning problems, ways to solve them, and the people behind the technologies. My name is Joanna and I'm a consultant at OMP. As this is a podcast about supply chain planning, it might make sense to first introduce the topic in a general way. My background is in mathematics, so I didn't have any idea what supply chains were until I joined OMP two years ago. In a nutshell, supply chains are all the people, the resources, processes, and machinery that are involved in making a product and bringing it to the customer. So this is anything from raw material sourcing over manufacturing all the way to distribution. There's a substantial difference between planning for the long term and planning for the short term. So planning for the long term is often called volume planning, and it concerns decisions such as how much of this product should I produce in a given month, or in which plant would it be best to produce a given product. Planning for the short term is called detailed scheduling. So here you're going to answer questions like, on which machine should I produce a given product on a given day, or in which order should these products be produced on a given machine. That last part is also called sequencing. This also brings us to today's topic, which is campaign planning. So campaign planning is special because it mixes aspects from volume planning and from detailed scheduling. So for this, I had a talk with David Höchens, a senior product manager at OMP, who's in charge of OMP's solver offering. And the first thing I asked him was, what are campaigns? So typically a campaign is a, is a group of production. So let's say a group of product locations that you know, SKUs that you need to produce together because they, they do share some common characteristic. For example, to go back to, to an example um, about uh, yeah, pizza making, uh, you could have yeah, the amongst a lot of different pizzas uh, that you might made, make with different toppings. Um, they, for example, most of them will share the tomato sauce uh, as the first thing you need to, to put on top of the dough. So the group of pizzas then all having tomato sauce as the base layer will be some kind of campaign. And you will then have another campaign when you find all the other types of pizza that are not based on tomato sauce, but maybe based on some cream or cheese sauce. So this is a, a typically campaign planning. It's not always the case, but in most cases, it's a, it's a level of aggregation on top of the, the product level. Uh, and this could be the, yeah, the color of the product as well. Or for example, in the chemical industry, it could be the, the common catalyst that you might use to trigger different chemical reactions. David also explained what makes planning these campaigns so difficult. There are typically two constraints, let's say, two, two things to take into account. So first of all, there is the setup time, the changeover time itself, or the, the cost itself, that because you do need to tune your machine or your equipment, or maybe you need some worker to, to come yeah, set up the machine in a new way, there is a time that you will lose in, in the transition and maybe also a cost uh, that you will have to, to pay for it. Uh, and the other part is that indeed you, you have a, typically a minimum duration or a minimum quantity uh, on, on the campaign that you will start. Then the campaign optimization is all about balancing those, uh, let's say, stability requirements, which is yeah, avoiding setups and making sure the campaign is, is long enough versus inventory cost. Meaning that... When you are producing campaign A, um, yeah, it means if you have only one machine that you don't produce anything else for, for a long period. And which also then requires all of these other type of products to, 
to be high on stock because you will not be producing them for a long time. So typically in campaign planning, you will indeed see really a sawtooth uh, kind of pattern on your inventory that you'll see it a bit more widely uh, between a minimum stock and a maximum stock. So to recap, campaigns are products that are produced together because they share some form of characteristics. So this could be a catalyst, a color, or an ingredient. Campaign planning is tricky because during a campaign, the machine is assigned to produce a limited range of products. All other types of products will have to wait. That means that before starting the campaign, we have to have enough stock of the products that we can't produce. But we also need enough space in our inventory to store the products we produce during the campaign. So it's a bit tricky. Basically, it's a sequencing issue, which we would normally solve with detailed scheduling tools. But it can have long-term inventory effects, and those we would normally address with volume planning tools. Now, David explained that it can get even trickier once campaigns occur in more than one level of the supply chain. I asked him to clarify the so-called multi-level campaign planning. So by multi-level, I mean that you, you do not have only one level of the production of the supply chain into which you need to, to campaign productions together. So for example, not only on the finished goods level, uh, but already uh, on the upstreams level, the intermediates. And then what makes it even more challenging compared to the single level is that then you really need to align somehow the two levels together because when you want to produce a campaign of the of the finished product you of course need to have the enough stock of the intermediate of the corresponding intermediate uh, to satisfy this campaign and so the two then levels have somehow to to be able to follow each other so we have a complex mathematical problem on our hands, and also one not traditionally studied in academia. That must be quite intimidating to face, especially when fresh on the job, as David tells us. Campaign planning was my uh, first over project that I had uh, when arriving uh, at OMP. Uh, yeah, back in the days, uh, in those days, OMP was uh, kind of a smaller company. Uh, so we didn't have such an extensive year training period uh, internally. So basically from day one, maybe I'm exaggerating a bit here, but from day one, uh, I was put on, on such a campaign planning uh, project for, for in the chemical industry. Um, so I must say that was, yeah, at the time, uh, since I was fresh out of the university, uh, that was kind of uh, a challenging, but also a very interesting project. When I arrived, I uh, didn't have much insight about the realities, let's say, of supply chain planning. And this was a very yeah, tough case. It's typically not your school example of an uh, academic example of a planning problem. Even though this problem wasn't widely studied in academia, David's time at university still provided him with some very good tools to tackle it. Yeah, in one sense, you, indeed, uh, I had some uh, some good uh, tools there in, in my mind to solve this. Uh, some of the people might call that bias in the sense that I still had some some deep convictions, deep opinion, let's say, or pre prejudice for some kind of techniques against the other. Uh, so I approached it uh, a lot like my PhD, in fact, uh, subject. So my, my PhD topic uh, had nothing to do with, with supply chain planning. It was about telecommunication uh, network design. But then when I got this, uh, this assignment uh, about the, the campaign planning, uh, I immediately tried to approach it as a network problem, which was an original idea. And it worked, so that was even better. 
basically you could see the sequence of campaigns as a, as a network. So you basically start the horizon. You know that you on each machine you need to have a flow of one campaign. You need to decide I first go through this uh, uh, pipe, let's say, of campaign A, then I will go to, to campaign B, campaign C. You, you could see that as a so-called network flow. That from the start to the end of the horizon, you need to decide how your campaign sequence will will flow. So you can model then yeah your campaign possibility as a, a, a such a network, and then yeah see basically the the sequence the the decision to switch between one campaign to the other as arcs in that in that network in that graph. So to recap, David modeled the problem as a so-called network flow problem. You can imagine a network as dots, which are connected by arrows or arches. So in this case, the dots correspond to the campaigns, and the arrows correspond to switching from one campaign to the other. So in this way, planning the campaigns on a machine corresponds to volumes flowing through this network. He then used a MIP, or Mixed Integer Program, to solve this. In a mixed integer program, we express all of the things that we have to decide on, so for example how much of a campaign we want to produce, as variables. We then turn everything that we know about how those values should interact with each other in the real world into linear equations on these variables. And last but not least, we define a cost function that we try to maximize or minimize over all of the variables that obey these equations. So this type of technique worked very well for David's first project. But as supply chain complexity grew over the years, an issue very soon appeared. It was not the most scalable approach uh, still, because yeah, it's still kind of a, a dense formulation of the, of the problem with a, a lot of yeah, binary variables that you need to, to express and also a lot of constraints linking those binaries together. Typically, nowadays, uh, this is part of our portfolio, but typically we rely a lot on hybridization of techniques so to chain this kind of more exhaustive approach uh, together with some uh, pre-solver or post-solver to um, yeah, work together on the problem and to, to leverage each other. The method of solving it as a mixed integer program didn't work for very complex supply chains. So it could happen that under some circumstances, the computer would produce a plan only by the time the product needed to be on the shelves. So way too slow. So OMP turned to a hybrid approach combining mixed integer programming with heuristics and meta-heuristics. At OMP, uh, we typically have two big families, let's say, of, of software technologies. Uh, we have the one I've described uh, with respect to this yeah, network flow kind of formulation. So this is based on mathematical programming. So there, basically, the idea of mathematical programming is to model your problem with all yeah, the constraints, let's say the structure that you you know about it. So everything is is about yeah, modeling the the right constraints and then finding with some algorithms a good solution or even the optimal solution. Uh, and then the other kind of techniques that we it's a big family of techniques. Uh, it's everything about heuristics and, and meta heuristics. There it's more, more about uh, not the constraints, but more about the objectives, about uh, the technical KPIs that you might uh, determine on your problem. So it's not about the search pace modeled with constraints, but more about the landscape of your cost, trying to find in that cost landscape uh, the best point, for example, the, the deepest valley 
or the highest peak that you have in the cost uh, landscape. But how do heuristics work? David used a very nice analogy to explain it. So think of a person being up on a mountain in the dark and wanting to find their way down to the deepest point in the valley. A valid strategy might be to always select the steepest way down whenever you're at a crossroads. But under some circumstances, this can lead you to a mountain lake or some isolated depression, which would mean that you never reach the valley. So, if you want to make this a useful heuristic, you will need additional strategies like backtracking. If you're stuck, backtracking would allow you to go back to the previous crossroads and select the other option and go from there. So that's essentially how a heuristic like neighborhood search works. So, today we talked about campaign planning, a topic that extends the common partitioning of supply chain planning problems into volume planning and detailed scheduling. We learned that solving for the exact optimum often doesn't work when your supply chain is too complex. Instead, a hybrid solution consisting of exact methods combined with heuristics and meta-heuristics is often more helpful. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of OMP Tech Talk, and we hope you'll join us again next time.